from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On today's show, we're going to be talking about universal design and how this type of home design is changing the shape and feel of our homes. With the aging baby boomer population, universal design is becoming more and more mainstream. As more people are aging in place, is your home ready for a few modifications? We will have all the tips and little fixes you can do uh, to your home this morning to bring your home into the universal design model. Share your comments and questions with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. And on today's show, we're talking about universal design. And that's where a lot of you are scratching your head, but you'll get it here in just a minute. Uh, this is the kind of home that is going to be a lot of our future here in America. With aging baby boomer populations, universal design is becoming more and more mainstream. Now, we're talking about, uh, in a lot of instances, accessibility when we're talking universal design, if, if, you, if you need kind of an all-encompassing word, accessibility. Uh, a long time ago, we used to think of this stuff as things like the... Uh, Bathroom bars, the grab bars in your in in the bathroom. That that's the first thing that people tend to think about. Or uh, a ramp instead of stairs. Uh, that's something that folks think about when they think of uh, this universal design. But it's a lot, a lot deeper than that. Number to call today is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Uh, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing today? I am doing wonderful. Good. Uh, love this subject. Couldn't even sleep at night. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love it. Okay. I, I absolutely love it, and I'm going to tell you why in just a minute. All right. Dell. Oh, man, great. Blessed to be here and so thankful. Yeah, what, what are you guys working on right now? Me, I had a, um, a flooded-out unit um, over the weekend. We had... Um, Remove water damage um, from a townhouse. Oh, man. Yes, the sheetrock, the carpet, the pads. It was a nightmare. Really? <laughs> yes. Yikes. Was it Was it a conventional foundation? It was a slab building. Uh-huh. So um, everything was a um, simple cleanup once, you know, we removed all the... Right. Wet, wet. Wet, wet, wet stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's so much heavier. It, it oh, yes, it is. is. Oh, yes. well, if you've ever carried a piece of sheetrock, that's the stuff that goes on your wall. That's what makes your wall is the sheetrock. Oh, it crumbles. But, it, but you know, if you've ever carried it, it's it's not light stuff. But then you add water. Yes. And it's like just lugging around iron. Right. I mean, it's terrible. It's that much. Oh, yeah. Two right. inches yeah. in the unit. It was terrible. Wow. Well, uh, how about you, Jeff? What are you working on? Well, you know, same thing. Building, uh, building our our uh, houses. Uh, we've got uh, we're about sixty percent complete 
on our handicap house in Florence. Mm -hmm. Um, Got a couple more that we're starting, and um, along with our regular remodels, bathrooms, room additions, kitchens. Okay. All right. Well, we're talking about universal design today, and where that that came from, uh, Jeff, uh, being the mucky muck, the big guy at Houseworks, gets to take lots of trips to find out what's new and hot in the uh, home industry, and took a trip to Orlando, correct? Yes. So yes. so what was this particular show? Well, <clears throat> the reason I went to Orlando was two reasons. We had our... Um, Mickey inter- Mouse was one. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, we had our uh, International Builder Show, which if you've never been, it is well worth going. And uh, along with that, um, I was in class for two days. Right getting my CAPS designation, which stands for Certified Aging in Place Specialist. Interesting. Okay. And uh, quite depressing two days uh, since I am a baby boomer. Right. If you were born between 1946 and 1964, you are a baby boomer. Right. There's 77 million of us. So why does this... You know, the the baby boomers, all you have to do is drive around most neighborhoods in the South, and you'll see the fingerprint of baby boomers on housing. Yes. You'll see a particular era from mm-hmm. the late 50s until the, uh, I don't know, about the uh, around mid to late 70s, where a lot of construction was done, and that's because they had to have a place to put all these baby boomers. Yeah, that, that's right, and, and with this estimated of 77 million um we're dying off about uh, ten million a year, and it's only there's only well, that's eight, pleasant. Yeah, there's right. only uh, eighteen years in that span. Right. We are the largest generation of all time. Right. This country was never designed to handle seventy seven million people when we get um, when we need to go Older. to the nursing home, when we right. need to go to the hospital, when we need to go to the doctor. Well, tell me how this applies to your home. Well, we. Um, are going to have to think about universal design. We are going to have to think about staying in our homes longer. Right. Now, the way I like to describe universal design is an escalator is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. We All of us can use it, and we never think about it. Right. Now, obviously, if you have some sort of situation where you cannot climb stairs, you have to use the escalator. Right. Uh, I know in my case, I'm going to use the escalator. Mm -hmm. So that's a good example of universal design. Uh, Lever door handles would be a good example. Instead of knobs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Turning knobs are are more difficult uh, than than some of the others. Right. It's funny because we've got a a call on the line right now from James in Hattiesburg. going to get right to it. But he's talking about light switches. And that's one of the things that we talk about in universal design. Correct. Is instead of the the older style, well, the style that is a toggle switch, basically. Right. um, More the flat type of switch. Yeah, called a rocker. A rocker. A rocker switch. Right. Uh, Which is much easier because you just use one finger to... You know, kind of bong it. You can use one finger. You could actually touch it with your cane. Right, right. And, and oh, that's a good point. So, Interesting. Uh, but again, another example of universal design that does not look like institutional hospital. Right, right, right. You know, no, no one wants that in their homes. Right. All right, uh, let's go ahead and talk to James in Hattiesburg real quick. He's got a question about light switches. Are you with us, James? Uh, yeah, I'm here. So what's up? Um, I have one of those uh, motion-sensitive light switches. Mm-hmm. I uh, put it in my office, and uh, I, I just uh, 
hooked it to the two wires in the wall, you know, just took the old switch out. Uh-huh. And uh, it's got like a ground wire on it. And, uh, you know, I was I just took a screw and just screwed it in the receptacle back there in the back, you know. Uh-huh. And um, it seems to work just fine. But every once in a while when it comes on, uh, I can see that the lights are struggling. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I just... It goes right off, and then it comes back on, and then it, you know, it works fine. So I was just wondering, am I in danger of burning down my office? I got uh, two fluorescent ballasts that it's operating. No, it seems it seems to me you've probably got the the sensor on the uh, motion sensor uh, is is you know it's not as fluid as say a standard toggle switch where up is on and down is off. Uh, it's a little more gray than that with a sensor like that. Jeff? Yeah, either that or you've got a ballast going out. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Have you, have you well, looked into uh, that, James? It's also got like a dimmer feature, and I know those lights aren't for dimmer, so I right, need right. to go from zero to 100. So, I mean, am I, am I in danger of doing anything, you know, electrically <clears throat> incorrect? Well, James, that's a loaded question, man. I I, I mean, (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say yes, and you need to get an electrician to uh, look at it. (laughs) Let me say this. Uh, You might could still do what you're trying to do without getting the dimmer option on the the motion sensor. Is there a way to disable the dimmer option or maybe uh, trade that one in for one that's just a standard on-off? Well, see, that's what I did. I got one off of Amazon, but uh-huh. uh, the one that they sent me required a neutral wire, and I didn't have one, so uh-huh. I had to send that one back, and then all I could find was the one with the dimmer. And, you know, when you go on Amazon, they got, like, 30 different products, and, right. you know, when you buy it, you don't really know exactly what you're getting. It might not be the one on that you see in the picture. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's probably best for you to go, since you've got fluorescent. Fluorescent doesn't do dim. Uh, so if I would go with uh, finding another one out there that is just on or off. Yeah, and it's probably time to switch out to LED anyway, James. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all very much. Thank you. Sure. Appreciate it. Talking about uh, universal design this morning, and that can be a part of universal design. As a matter of fact, it's a motion sensor. Sure. That touchless faucets. um mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about grab bars for a second. Grab bars now that we are designing grab bars that do not look like grab bars. Yeah, you were mentioning one the other day. It looked like a towel rack. Yeah, uh, well, and it serves as a towel rack. Um, one thing to to but it'll hold your weight. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, one one thing to um, to really be um, thinking about when you're thinking about doing making some changes in in your home uh, is is height. Right. Um, and the best thing to do is just sit down in a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, you want your receptacles at about 21 inches. Instead of? Uh, instead of the uh, normal 18, or some some people put them in, in baseboards. Okay. And uh, you want your light switch at about 42. Uh-huh. That's easy to reach from a chair, and uh, your receptacles are easy from a chair. Okay. All right. That, that, that makes a lot more sense. Um, um, one of the things that I think people probably think of also uh, that you see ads for all the time are the uh, are the sit down shower units. Yes, walk in tubs. Walk in tubs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's like uh, that's that's a big deal. You see those? Actually, I got a uh, 
you know, you go to your mailbox and there's like a, a, a thousand flyers in there with different products mm-hmm. for sale. And that was one that was in my mailbox yesterday. And I thought, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing a show on this tomorrow. And it was in it, there's obviously several manufacturers of these mm-hmm. things. And and um, but, you know, my question is, if you put in a walk in tub mm-hmm. um, and you go to sell that home. Is that a feature? That- well, <clears throat> Kohler makes one mm-hmm. that is the nicest one I have ever actually seen. Uh-huh. Um, the, the whole side of the tub goes down. Whoa. And um, lets you walk in, and then the whole side of the tub comes up. So it looks like a tub, just taller. Right. Now, that's the nicest one. That's the nicest one I've ever seen. Now, the drawbacks to your walk-in tubs, obviously, you can't fill it up until you get in it. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> okay, she so just kind of sit there. Right. Until- <laughs> well, and then and then the net, you cannot get out until the water gets out. Oh, that so, does change things. Well, it does, and what it does, um, it's uncomfortable while that water is filling up. Uh huh. Now, what what Kohler did, they put a heater in the back of it. Oh. So you just lay your back on there. Now, now you're. It's it's warmer. It's right. the it's the nicest walk in tub I've ever I've ever witnessed. Okay, That's it a, seems like it's um, no way around uh, the step down into the tub, or you know, like you were saying, those those things. There's no way around. Yeah, wow. it's it's a big deal, especially if you have some kind of mobility issues. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that's really what a lot of this is about, isn't it? Is uh, sure. mobility issues right. and uh, uh, one of one of my favorite comfort. Uh, yeah, comfort and and well, and the ability to to move uh, about the cabin really. That's right. I, I noticed something you put on here about about um, knee. Um, so you have some, enough knee, some space, knee clearances, yes, yeah, so that you can yes. get to things uh, um, without having to turn to the side. Um, so yeah. what, what's up, Java? Okay. All right. Oh, thank you. Um, so we're 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 going to take a break real quick. That's the way we'll do this. All right. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what questions do you have about universal design? Jim is in Jackson. He's got a question about replacing a ballast. We'll talk to him right after the break. Have you made any changes in your home for an, an aging adult? Maybe a bed, and even the toilet. That's a that's a big issue when it comes to an aging adult. The height, right. Uh, call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. 
This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go straight to Jim and Jackson. He's got a question about replacing a ballast. Uh, what's going on, Jim? I have a fluorescent bathroom fixture that uh, that went out, replaced the bulbs in it, and they still didn't light. So I thought it must be the ballast. Is that something that a novice homeowner can replace because there are bunches of wires coming out of both ends of that ballast? Uh, what? Well, there, there's lots of definitions for novice. Um, I will say that that if you are not familiar with working with electricity, don't. Yeah, just just don't. And, and and two, Jim, nine times out of ten, it's going to be cheaper to replace the fixture. Yeah, the balance and the balance about the same. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, for for a couple reasons. One, uh, the older fluorescent bulbs are getting extremely hard to find, and when you find them, they're extremely expensive. Um, so I would not spend the money on the ballast. Uh, I would I would spend the money on a new fixture and go and again go LED. All right, thank you very much. Sure, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, got a couple more calls on the line, but I wanted to get out there the seven key principles of universal design, and this is what we're talking about this morning: universal design, and it matters because we're talking about an aging baby boomer population. Uh, and universal design is equipped to, to handle that, where our houses that we've had for so long just really didn't address these issues. Okay, here we go. Number one, equitable use. The design is useful and marketable to people with diverse abilities. Flexible in use. It accommodates a wide range of preferences and abilities. Simple and intuitive. The design is easy to understand regardless of the user's experience, knowledge, or skills. Perceptible information, uh, necessary information is communicated to the user regardless of sensory limitations. Uh, now think about that, all the things that, that can be, a loss of sure. sight or hearing, or the, you know, this one. Yep. Tolerance for error, the design minimizes hazards, accidents, or unintended actions. Uh, you know, that may be a slip pad in the bathtub, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Hazards. You yeah. know, you can, you, can, you can buy a doorbell that has a light on it. Right, right. You know? Low physical effort. Excuse me. It can be used with minimal effort. Uh, that includes things like those door handles that, mm-hmm. that you know, like the uh, those kind of door handles that are not knobs. Sign and space for appro- uh, for approach and use. Regardless of the user's stature and mobility, the design is appropriate for approach, reach, manipulation, and use. Mm-hmm. Think of a stove, something of that nature. Well, I, you know, another perfect example of that, uh, Jason, is a Revis shelf makes a shelf that you can put in your upper cabinets mm-hmm. and brings your upper cabinets to the countertop. No way. Now it doesn't physically move the cabinet, right. but it's a it's a it's a a section that goes inside your cabinet, take uh-huh. you take your shelves out, mount that to the bottom of your cabinet, uh-huh. you pull it down, now your cabinet just ended up on the countertop. That's oh, amazing. So and again, we're not spending a lot of money doing these things. That's incredible. All right. Well, uh, I can see that uh, folks are wanting to get in on this. Jerry's on the line on the road. His father-in-law lives. Well, you know what? Let's just talk to Jerry real quick. How's it going, Jerry? 
Jerry, you with us? I am. So what's going on with your father-in-law? So he almost burned himself to death about a month ago. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's uh, 82. How'd that happen? He was, well, he was frying some french fries on his stove and mm. got done and left the eye on. Yep, right. With the grease on it and then went to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a question I have, guys, and, and I can't believe it's not out there, but I haven't really seen one. Is there any way to put a timer on an electric stove eye or eyes so that it will automatically turn off at a certain time? Jerry, you need to write that down on a piece yeah, of paper and send it to yourself because you just came up with a, a $50 billion dollar idea. That's a great. You know, you know what, Jerry? All of the research I've done, all of the universal designs I've been involved with, the handicap builds, um, I have never personally seen it. Wow. I uh, really have it. Cook the um, timer? Only on that's deep fries. amazing to me. I know. That's right. You need to call Viking today or, or yeah. GE or somebody. If any, if any of your venture capitalists are listening. Right. <laughs> there it is. There's where the money is. A timer on the eye. Yeah. So uh, hope, yeah. hope your father-in-law is going to be going to be okay. Yeah, we unhooked the stove. Good. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> well, sorry, right, sorry to hear that. All right, thanks, Jerry. Thank you you very much. All right, bye. Let's go to Linda in uh, Houston, and she's got a comment on that bathtub. Are you with us, Linda? Yes, I am. Houston, Mississippi, what's going on? Well, I'm an early baby boomer. I'm 70, Mm -hmm. and I want to come in about the bathtubs. The problem with most of the bathtubs in America is that they're right down on the floor. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. It's not a problem with the tub so much as it is getting up and down off the floor. Yes. And I've got myself a, an old-fashioned footed tub, and it's wonderful. I can get in and out of it with no problem whatsoever. Oh, like a clawfoot yeah. tub? Yeah. Clawfoot, yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, that w- that was one of the things that, um, that Kohler addressed. That's why their tub is a little taller than the rest mm-hmm. of them. Uh, even though you can walk in it, there is a nice seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kohler, Kohler did address that. But, but yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. But those, but those tubs are pretty expensive. And I, I think well, they're a lot cheaper. Y- yes, <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of cheaper products. But as Dell has mentioned to us many times, you absolutely get what you pay for. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. But I must say I love my clawfoot. <laughs> yes, and it, and it looks good. Go. Well, yes, thank you for calling, Linda. You know, one of the other things we were thinking about uh, in in this was I got into a conversation yesterday with uh, Liz here at the station, and we were talking about uh, both of us, for some reason, in, in our own respective homes, have recently bought uh, new toilets. And I was unaware that there were different heights to toilets. I had no idea that you could buy a tall toilet or a short toilet. But the interesting thing about that is, I didn't even think about this, was that, you know, uh, folks with, say, bad legs or hips or things like that have a hard time standing up from a low-sitting toilet. And the higher toilets would be better. Yeah. And Dell's talking about the bars that one would put on the side. And and yes, but but that's interesting. You can you can buy say a taller mm-hmm. toilet so that you don't have to sit so far down. Uh-huh. I like to call it comfort height 
Comfort height. There you go. <laughs> and, and a lot of people now are making the toilets more open where they're not so crammed into little pupicles. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so sm- small, so you can't get up without leaning on the wall. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah. All right. All right, so uh, talking today about universal design and things that uh, make it go. Let's talk to Betty and Meridian. has got a question for Jeff about converting a bathtub. You with us, Becky? Hi, yeah. Um, I wanted to specifically ask Jeff, because I know he does this kind of work. Um, my dad lives, uh, my mom and dad live in Tupelo. He's 88, has Alzheimer's, and uses a walker. And they, within the past year, moved into a condo that has a regular shower and it has a corner tub. So it's a um, a bigger footprint than normal right. tub and it's really hard to get him in and out of that regular shower and we were wondering if we could just take the tub space and convert it to a wheelchair accessible shower and is there a veterans service for that um first question yes you could you could pull that corner tub and uh, and put in a roll-in shower now, the second part of this question is going to be above my pay grade. Um, I would think if you could get a doctor's order um, at that point, call the call the VA and, and go from there. But that's that's really above my pay grade. Okay. Well, I knew that you did work with homes specifically for veterans. Yes, ma'am, I do. Um, is that... That organization is not necessarily available. That service isn't available all over Mississippi. Well, it is. It's available throughout the United States, but that is called Homes for Our Troops. It's and, a specific uh, program. Yeah, and it's it's for severely wounded veterans um, mm-hmm. from from um, from Desert Storm, Iraq, uh, okay. and we and we would build the entire house from ground up. Right. Okay. But there are programs out there. I've just yeah. Check on. I, it. I don't know the details. Okay. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks, Becky. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's keep on moving. We've got a lot ahead of us. Uh, uh, Derry is driving through and has got a comment about today's topic. You with us, Derry? Yes, Gary is here. Oh, okay. So, so what's going on today? You're driving through, huh? Yeah, I live in Florida, and uh, I'm on my way to Jackson to visit my mother, and I always listen to Think Radio <laughs> I'm driving across here. I love it. Wish we had it in Florida. Hey, me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to tell you uh, about renovating our home. In 1983, we built the house in Jacksonville, Florida, and after our children got grown and gone, we uh, we decided we'd make that our retirement home, so we... Um, we did a major renovation. We relocated doors so mm-hmm. that uh, in our old age, we wouldn't have to walk around things. We could just go straight around, uh, I mean, straight through a room. Right. We uh, completely redid the master bath, took out the tub, put in a big shower, put in the tall toilets you were talking about a minute ago. Uh-huh. We put in grab bars. And um, so we made everything handicapped accessible so when we got old, yep. um, we'd be ready for it. That's amazing. Unfortunately, my job went away, and I had to move. We had to move away from that house to another job. But uh, somebody got uh, a great house, huh? We, we we were ready for it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's fun. Did you have to widen any of the doors? 
As far as what? Did you have to widen any of the doors? No. Uh, when we built the house, we uh, went ahead and got wider doors for the bathrooms as opposed to some of the the, the, the narrow doors that were an option. Right. So we thought a little bit ahead back in 83 without realizing it. Well, I noticed uh, my house was, was built in the 80s, <clears throat> and the doorways going to the restrooms and the closets are 24 inches. Right. And I thought, if you've got to go get <clears throat> something, or, well, if you got to go to the bathroom, and if you're in a wheelchair, you're not going to that one. Right. You know? Right. Um, exactly. So that would be something that I would have to do in my home is widen the well, doors. Well, that, and then once you get in the bathroom, you need a five-foot turn radius. Right. So that's just part of the problem getting in. Wow. Some bathrooms are only five foot. Right. Yeah. When we redid the master bath, we uh, we took that into the well and uh, made room uh, for that should we need it um, and uh, made our shower, the larger shower, uh, handicap accessible with the uh, grab bars. Right. And, uh, Sounds like somebody got a fantastic... Sounds yes. like somebody got a fantastic move-in ready house. Yeah, universal design right. already. Right. All right, thanks. We appreciate that, Gary. Uh, we're going to take a break real quick. You know what? This is fantastic. This is a great day to get your question in. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what questions do you have about universal design making your house ready for uh, aging? Have you made any changes to your home for an aging adult? Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877 MP. Be ring. That's 877-672-7464. Roger, we're going to get to you in just a second. Don't go anywhere. This is MPB. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Hey, it's Peter Sagal. Are you resolved to lose a few pounds this year? How about a few thousand pounds through the public radio vehicle donation diet? Donate your old car, truck, or RV to support this station and drop a lot of unwanted weight from your garage in a matter of days. And you'll feel great because you're also supporting public radio in the biggest of ways. It's easy, fast, and you may even earn a tax write-off. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. We're talking about... Uh, universal design this morning. You can call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. And one of the things we were talking about during the break is uh, someone mentioned uh, the cost of things like these uh, uh, specialty bathtubs and that nature. And, uh, Jeff, you had just a really neat rebuttal to that. What, what was your thought? Yeah, the, the average cost of an assisted living facility mm-hmm. is 90000 a year. Whoa. So you can do a lot with 90000 inside your home. Right, to, um, to fix it up. Right. To and, it, and, to, and that way you can stay home. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I don't want, I don't want, to, I don't want people 
um, uh, thinking, oh, my God, I'm fixing to spend 90000 You You can put grab bars in your house for $1,000 or under. Oh yeah, um, I've done it before to other people's houses. And of it's, course, you know, sixty bucks pop for a and, good one. And two, let's say we don't need them right now, but our parents do. Mm-hmm. So let's put them in our house so our parents can come visit. Right, right. You know, oh, just do one one bathroom. Just so yeah, we if can nothing get else, it. the guest bathroom. Sure, right, sure. Yeah. So. Okay. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Rogers on the line in Florence and has got a question about a proper incline. For uh, a wheelchair. Got your computer ready there, uh, Jeff? <laughs> you with us, Roger? Yes, still here. Uh, three things now. I thought of two while I was with you. Okay. <laughs> is, uh, Go for it. I'm, I'm personally familiar with uh, opportunities for a good assisted living facilities for less than 40,000 in Mississippi. So 90 is a little big on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's average throughout the country. So you're right. Go ahead. The other second thing is, I came up uh, having to do with the bathtub. What a wonderful idea about raising the whole bathtub. Seems to me that's a renovation project. Uh, if you didn't, I mean, all houses that I know of, except maybe the ones that you're designing, have the uh, sewer connections. You know, I've forgotten what you call the flange that mounted at floor level, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Connect the, back, connect the toilet to. They're all right level with the floor. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. They could be mounted on a box. They could be mounted taller. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, sure. That whole thing sure. could be done, and that would Absolutely. be maybe cheaper than a more expensive toilet. The other, that's, so that's a matter to do with toilets and tubs. Mm-hmm. I should think that renovation could take care of that. Surely you could put an extension on the uh, sewer connection. Yes. The whole tub, you know. That may not be too expensive. Either keep the same tub, just put a box under it. Now, that's... But the reason I called in the first place was... Mm-hmm. My question is, what's the standard slope on a wheelchair ramp? Uh, I'm going to build a ramp uh, at my house so that I can come out the back door and circle around through the carport on mm-hmm. down to the mm-hmm. ground level and then be able to you know, get out of the car uh, at ground level. And you know, I've got a conventional foundation. It's pretty high. And, okay. And so, you know, work my way up. I'm thinking about my wife. Uh, but I don't, and I've looked it up, but I can't find a. I real think standard. well, the reason you cannot find standard in residential is because there are none. Um, look up commercial, and I think that it is a inch and ten feet, and I am going from memory, um, Roger. Um, but but look up look up commercial. Because uh, there are no standards in, in residential at the present moment. All right. Okay. I'm looking at the ADA right now, the American Disabilities right. Act, ramp codes. Okay. You ready, Roger? Good. It says any part of an accessible route with a slope greater than 120th okay. shall be considered a ramp and shall comply with the ADA codes. Okay. So that, that, would, that, would, be, that would be a 2% grade. Right, okay. And the least possible slope shall be used for any ramp. The maximum slope, the maximum slope of a ramp in new construction is 112. Okay. Wow. That's okay. Steep. That's great. That's way too steep. It, it, it is. I agree. You, you have a 10-foot space and you're in a wheelchair and you lose control. You're crashing. The next yeah, I like, Roger, you know, if, if you have the space, see, ramps take up so much space. 
and then you need some flat areas to rest. Um, th- those need to be minimum of five foot turn radiuses. Um, I, you know, I li- I like about an inch and ten feet. You could go two inches and ten feet, um, but it takes up a tremendous amount of space. Yeah. Okay. Well, but the minimum. Well, of course, I don't want the minimum. I think. Right. You want you want better than minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Try not to build two code. Try to build over code. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that, that's good discussion. Thanks for what you do, and I appreciate it very much. I think it applies a whole lot more to renovation, probably. Yes, sir. To your listeners, than it does to new construction. Thanks a lot. Thanks, yes, Roger. Appreciate it. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Kathleen is on the line in Osaka. How to light a sidewalk? This is this is Kathleen. This is a fantastic idea, and not something a lot of folks think about. But you know, with all the solar lamps and all that other jazz out there, a lot of people are doing it now. I had to light up my driveway so that uh, it, it has edges off the side of it where you can just basically drive off of my driveway into a ditch. So we put lights on the side. Yeah. Uh, when you have like a walkway from a carport or whatever to the house uh if there's an older person you want perennials preferably you could put herbs there's a lot of them that are white like garlic even comes in white you can make a two or three foot border in white and at night believe it or not it lights up the path almost automatically i mean without light you can add the little solar spikes as you go but if you put perennials in there, uh, such as day lilies and something white, like mm-hmm. an Easter lily or a lily of the valley, right. they've got different stuff that you can paste that comes up different times of the year. Huh. It's an inexpensive thing to do, and you can always add to it. Wow. But it's okay. just a little tip. I thought it would be nice for some people to think that not everything has to be a major renovation. You can add light and nature, too. Yeah, and you know, look. that's right. Not every renovation plugs in. Yeah. Right. What's up, Joe? Yeah, no, I was just going to say I appreciate Kathleen for saying that because that goes to Jeff's point about universal design, not making your space um, uh, just all about. It looks like a too, nursing too home. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it's, a institutionalize it. Let, right. let, you know, there still needs to be some personality there, and, and uh, um, I think I think that's a great tip, Kathleen. Right. Well, yeah, and I and I really think because these homes eventually will have to be sold, and they're going to have to have curb appeal just like everybody that's else. That's right. Those you know? are seven tips. Yeah, that's right. Um, one of the things uh, someone a caller uh, called and left a comment that uh, expandable hinges. Uh, will help make older doors more accessible. What, sure will. What is an yeah. expandable hinge? Um, a expandable hinge will allow that door to fold all the way back past the stop. Oh, uh, cool. They're, they're, they're not expensive. And then go ahead and pull the stops off of the door. Uh-huh. And uh, and I, I forgot about that hinge. But, yeah, it, it, will, it will allow that door to swing all the way back. Wow. So that... That three-foot door opening is truly a three-foot door opening. Now. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Uh, I've never, I've never heard of that before, but that's that's fantastic. Uh, and and I guess that would be a lot cheaper than rebuilding an entire uh, door, door frame. Yeah, door casing. Yeah, you know the 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 budget's all over the board. You can you can spend as much. Uh, sky's the limit, mm-hmm. Stanley. Um, makes a door opener. It's a remote. Mm-hmm. You put it on your exterior doors. Um, they start at about three thousand dollars. 
Wow. Wow. You 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 walk up, you push a button, the door opens for you. I thought that okay. would be cool on the wheelchair now, as you come through be. the house. Now, that, that's one side of the spectrum. Uh-huh. Or you can simply put a universal door handle on it. Right. You know, for $100. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. Good, that's a good point. Um, 3000 so. per door. I got about uh, eight doors in the house. Oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of top end on that one. Right. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I say don't try to do it all at once. You know, do it gradually over the years. Right. Oh, neato. Okay. 877-MPB-RING. We're going to uh, come right back with Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're going to, uh, oh, oh, you know what, there's some tips some some kind of well they're not easy easy but this kind of gives you a, a direction of where you want to go with some of this universal design uh you have things like toilets and showers designed for handicap accessibility and we've talked about those things already as far as height of a toilet or height of a tub one of the things that i found very interesting is these uh these walk-in tubs that are on the market. Jeff let us know at the top of the show that you've got to remember these tubs, uh, they have to fill up with you in them, already sealed up. So you're already, you know, as a jaybird, Right. Sitting in the tub with no water. Right. So and then and then and then you have to wait for it to drain out before you can get out of the tub. Right. So so keep this into consideration when when you're looking into it and you know how to, if you can find someone who has something like it and ask what their experience is. That's right. And you know as Dale will tell you um you get what you pay for. There are very very good walk-in tubs and there are mediocre tubs. Right. right. So and, 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 and a lot of my experience uh, more people are leaning toward the um, 
the shower that you no trip going in. Sure. And you can sit inside. Those are called the curless, curbless showers. Yes. Yeah. And where they ha- where they don't have that two inch little thing uh, on the front, and where uh, two people can come in at the same time if you need assistance, someone can be in there as well with you. Right. You know, um, but not in primetime television. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Doorknobs that are lever designed and require low physical effort to turn. Now that's like the lever kind, so that you don't have you can just almost lay your hand on it, right? Uh, or put some <clears throat> weight on it, and it opens rather than having to turn a knob. Once uh, those of us who get hand uh, arthritis, uh, it, it becomes more difficult as you go. I can I can assure you, you can, that you can actually set a gallon of milk on it. Really? Yeah. And it'll open. No, I do. That's it. a good idea. I've done it from, uh, I'm talking from experience. Okay. <laughs> well, that works. I mean, light switches. Yeah. Light switches with large flat panels rather than small toggle switches. And, and Jeff even brought up the point that you can use your cane to turn it on and off. Yeah. That's, and that's they glow awesome. in the dark so you can see them at night. Right. Yeah. They True. Do. They, they do. Trump you can watch. Yeah. Uh, multi level kitchen island. Uh, with multi-level, oh, multi-level peepholes on the door. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't think about that. Yeah. A peephole on the door, one one up top, and then one kind of mm-hmm. mid-range so that you can uh, see if you're in a wheelchair or some oh, sort of situation. And, uh, a monitor right there, definitely. You know what? They do make doorbells with cameras in them so that you can see from the inside who's at your door, and you can monitor it uh, you know, on a computer, on a phone, whatever, television. Um, easy access burners in uh, in in homes, and I thought this was interesting because <clears throat> Jeff and I talked about it. That there was a time where people stopped building ovens with knobs on the front, mm-hmm. uh, and Liz and I were talking about this yesterday because kids couldn't turn them on. Right. You know? So you put the 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 oven knobs in the back of the stove. Um, well, that's that's something that people are reconsidering now. Yeah, because if you have some mobility issues, you can't you know, get to you those knobs. Reach all the way in the back of that of that uh, uh, coke top over the eyes. Over the eyes, right? When so. I see the stove is going to be redesigned, we have some new features coming up, right? <laughs> you know, the timers and everything. Well, we talked about this a little bit. An expansive closet, um, turning an old room into a walk-in closet. That that is a uh, uh, neat. That's a neat idea. And something I mentioned is uh, consider your doors. Uh, because as I mentioned, there is some of my restroom and closet doors are 24 inches. You can't get in yes. there if, 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 if you're a wheelchair. Um, also, uh, electrical panels in your garage, not your basement or a small closet somewhere where you can't get to it. You got to be able to get to your electrical box, uh, fairly easy. And garage is good because it is, uh, it is accessible. It's usually That's on right. a similar level as your home mm-hmm. and um, and, and, and it's not raining in there. So, And if you have the option, put that main breaker at 42 inches. 42 inches? Yeah, if, so you, you, can if, throw if it. you have the option, it's not really worth it if you've got to move that. But Right. Um, they had, they um, used to hide the breaker boxes, mm-hmm. but now they're starting to make them more accessible. Yeah, they need to make them accessible. Okay, uh, let's go real quick to uh, Evelyn and Jackson. Fogged up mirrors. Are you with us, Evelyn? So what's going on with these fogged up mirrors? Are you, you have you figured out a way to make them go away? Yes. All right, go for it. Um, uh, approximately fifteen years ago, I had an opportunity to go to Japan, and in a hotel, and it was almost a motel, mm-hmm. so it was pretty standard. Every morning, 
there would be an unfogged area, oval area on the mirror. And I, I finally asked the hotel, I said, how do you do that? And there's a heating element behind the mirror. And no. it occurs to me when people can't reach the mirror to defog it. And this was 20 years ago. That's and genius. I had never seen that in the United States. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. A little heater behind the mirror to, to keep the fog it's, off. Uh, it's um, it's uh, heat tape. Really? Heat yeah. tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them in, I put them in our, our bathroom renovations. No it's, it's, it's very inexpensive. Really? Sure. Absolutely. Heat tape. Okay, Evelyn, you just you just made a whole bunch of people go to their store today to buy a bunch of heat tape. <laughs> I, I didn't know that we even had it in the U.S. Y'all have a great time. Hey, you too. Thank you, Evelyn. All right, let's go to uh, Wes and Pass Christian. What does the ADA call? Or you got an ADA question? Wes, are you with us? Yes, yes. So what were you I looking for? I was wondering, what is the ADA specs for uh, width of sidewalks and width of wheelchair ramps? Huh. I like, <clears throat> excuse me, Wes, I like five feet minimum. But but okay. But again, understand, there are no residential ADA specs. Right, I, I know that's hard to believe, commercial? but it, um, <clears throat> I, think, I think five feet on, on commercial. Okay. Uh, now I, I am not a commercial contractor, so, um, and it, the the reason we don't have standard specs in residential is because each case is so unique. Um, it's it's easier for us to uh, meet with the client and get their needs than just go by a standard. Uh, uh, width, but five feet works very well with a wheelchair if you have a five-foot turn radius. Do you happen to know what the ADA spec is for sidewalks? I'm looking right now and uh, trying to trying to get this. You would not believe how incredibly complicated right. <laughs> they make this, uh, especially for for uh, us folks that that don't read engineering. Uh, I, I know. A I, I know. On our HFOT specs, we we spec it at five. With that's a, a standard. With we spec it at five with a one percent um, uh-huh. grade I, slope. I found it. The minimum width for an ADA compliant sidewalk is thirty six inches, three feet. That's okay. the minimum width. Uh, however, uh, if sidewalks are less than sixty inches or five feet across. Passing spaces must be constructed at set intervals. So I understand. That was from the okay. ADA. Is that is that recent or is that? Uh, yeah, that's on the current ADA site. Uh, is okay. where I am right now, and because uh, I had heard it was raised from thirty six to forty two. Uh, yeah, this says ADA standards know. for sidewalks. I'm not sure exactly when it comes out, but. Uh, we got we got to move on, Wes. Hopefully that helps. Thank you very much. Sure. Let's go to Jesse and Mobile real quick. Jesse, we got to get through this one. What's going on? Jesse, you with us? Yes. Just so, phased out and then you came back in. Oh, uh, sorry about that. What's going on, okay. man? For foggy mirrors, there's a product called Whirly's Wonder. It looks like purple water. Uh-huh. You spray, wipe on. It keeps the humidity from contacting the glass so there's no fog. Wow. It's also a jewelry cleaner, so you get two for one. What's oh, wow. it called? Whirly's Wonder. Whirly's Wonder. Okay. Loving it already. 
All right, appreciate it, Jesse. All right, thanks. Great. All right, well, there we go. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today is Kevin Farrell. There we go. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. show, Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.